this is a novel in which there's an event which no one could predict and forces characters to confront their lives and, and the strange... I think in the, the review I wrote of the book, yeah, the sort of crazy paving that gets you to, to, to a particular place. Mm. Um, what was it about the premise? I and mean, as you say, it's, it's, a sort of, it's the sort of nightmare that you would have, uh, and most people would sort of wake up in the night and shake it off. What made you want to, to pursue it in um, such a shocking event, which is a house five the night before a wedding, which robs... Well, the house... The, 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 the explosion and fire came after the, the early beginnings of the book. Okay. Weirdly, because... So it began with kind of being interested in the place I was from first, and I just... I, you know, I just sort of started writing, and and the first words that came out were um, "she will go," which are the first three words of the second chapter, which was always going to be the first chapter, but then I changed it. Um, but I didn't know who she was. I didn't know where she was going or from. I knew she was coming from a town like like the one I grew up in. Okay. And I just thought like, and somehow that was, and also so that was the first way in which I knew writing about where I was from was going to be fiction so it, was, it wasn't a conscious thing it just sort of happened like that and then but the minute those three words existed the novel existed and uh, and then I just I just became curious about like this woman leaving and 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 so to answer the question I actually sort of I shifted to other voices before I even finished that chapter um, so I kind of let the people of the town tell the story because I just thought like anybody leaving a town in drama like that is going to be the subject of, of gossip and, and, and storytelling so that was interesting to me like it was just interesting and um, and so I wrote a lot of voices that never ended up in the book and um, and so and some of the voices they had more sections and so I could sort of paint the picture like fully before I actually wrote the novel, if that makes sense. But it was a lot of it was through these voices. So the method of the book that you know sort of follows these three characters very closely, um, and then has this chorus of voices around them, kind of describing uh, you know the communities that they're from and that they go to. Uh, that those those voices kind of preceded the main story, and even Lydia was in the first person initially. The, the, like m- more than half of her sections were in the first person. She was a voice at first, and then it became clear. I just became very interested in her, and and she kind of embodies so much of like, um, you know, sort of what I imagine are or and what I experienced as you know some of the more unpleasant parts of growing up in a small town and, and being from a small town and um, so then she those sec- her sections uh, I, I converted to the third person alongside June's and Silas's how did you make those decisions because some characters were very present in, in the eye and then there was the slightly odd distancing of, of the third person right? but it was obviously being shaped by that, that consciousness yeah I think I wanted that you know when it became clear that June and Lydia and Silas were the three uh, focuses of the book, and really it was sort of like how this event impacted them and how they impacted each other, I I, I wanted to observe them from from a kind of a close distance, and 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 also when I was writing Lydia's voice, it just didn't. I 
sort of didn't want to hear from her so much as hear about her and okay. sort of and watch her, and um, and so and then and the voices that that um, that sort of describe them and, and tell the, the stories around them, um, they just that's they were exactly that they were they were they were from the beginning voices kind of commenting on these people and and representing kind of all the various kind of levels of class and opinion and um, uh, either uh, judgment or compassion that could exist in these people's lives. You could imagine this novel being sort of Dickensian and um, sort of a, the classic realist novel with a sort of omniscient narrator that kind of knows sort of like a Tolstoy or... Um, but what... Why choose that? I mean, it put me in mind of Wilkie Collins, I guess, because mm-hmm. there were re- references to, I was guessing, to the Moonstone. Was it an instinctive thing, or why did you go with, with having that? Again, I think it, it, it's really a function of the, the, the beginning of, of how, how I wrote the book, which was, uh, you know, this, this idea of, uh, you know, a, a kind of collective truth in a town based on the stories that are told about the people who live there, and how, like, for example, like, I'm the kid who got like hit by a car because I was playing chicken. Like that story is a truth there. Like it's embedded in in the kind of the the fabric of the town because it was something spoken again and again and again and it's just sort of ossified as as kind of a truth. And and so that 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 kind of um, documentation, which I think. You know, it also occurs in families. Like, you know, there's like the famous story of my my little brother who, like, you know, fell out of a tree and like managed to stand up like completely unscathed. Like, you know, we have our kind of tales of of, of our family, and in a in a town, there are kind of like the tales of a town. And so, you know, Lydia is sort of a mythic figure in the town. June is a mythic figure in the town, and 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 you know, Lydia's son, Luke, t- as well. Like, there's just you know, something as sort of extreme as what happens to these people to happen in a small town, like, those stories will be told forever there. <laughs> like, okay. And so I guess that's what I wanted to hear myself. I wanted to hear kind of... I wanted to imagine sort of how this town would react to these events and um, and how they would shape it, like, based on their own agendas, based on their own resentments, based on their own, like, you know, um, you know position on the kind of the, the class ladder... And um, and because that's what when I first started sort of thinking back about the place I was from, that's what interested me, and that's what um, that's what I hope to replicate in the book a bit. There's a, there's a line here. Um, funny how you think people are one way or the other. Most of the time, you end up completely wrong. Uh, it's a lovely moment towards the end where Sissy, I think, just sees Lydia turn up and says, "There's some." You know, there's some uh, someone has just turned up and gone gone into June towards yeah. June's apartment, and suddenly this person that you've had access to, you see from the outside. It's quite an odd. Yeah, is that one of the problems about growing up in these small towns? You see people, and you don't have we don't have access to each other's thoughts, and it's very easy to objectify. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this is an example of like where the local is truly global. I mean, whatever the problems of our world right now, it is precisely this. Like, like you know, not being able to imagine into the experience of, of, of people, but rather having harsh judgments. I mean, you know, I don't have to get into the specifics, but we're surrounded by that. We're, you know, we're, you know, it's, uh, there's a lot of time spent um, obsessing over the differences and not enough uh, 
time like attempting to sort of bridge to the the commonality. Um, Andrew Miller, who I, a novelist who I met up in Edinburgh, described that as the the common clay <laughs> that makes us, and I thought that was brilliant. And 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 you know I think conflict can be resolved when the common clay is found. <laughs> and and so you know these towns uh, are you know they're just they're they're a metaphor for for the world. Like you know there's there's so much. Um, judging. I did it myself, like growing up looking at these families who would come in with their fancy cars and buying these houses and, and sort of whisking back to New York. It was before social media and and so all we had to go on was, you know, sort of like a glimpse through, you know, a, a sort of curtained window as we were driving by, like what these lives were actually like and and then imagining into their lives in, in New York City and stuff like that. Like it was unimaginable. Like these these were unimaginable lives to a small town kid. Um, like myself, who really had no cause to leave the town until later, and um, and uh, and so so much judgment, so much you know, kind of expectation based on you know a glimpse of the surfaces, and and uh, and so um, so I think you know it's it's uh, and also there was a lot of fear too. It was like there was a fear of being kind of less than them or judged by them. You know, kind of, and so, um, out of fear, a lot of like harsh judgments are sort of placed upon on, on those that we have anxiety over. And so, in these cases, there there's just a lot of tension based on fearful judgments and um, and uh, and stereotypes. I interviewed Tom Jury for, for this, uh, and has a character who was not dissimilar in some ways to Lydia, but who says, you know, she, she'd lived within 12 miles of the person. Then she'd never gone beyond 12 miles of the place that she, in which she was born. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a kind of there's a lo- localness of geography, but localness maybe of, of thinking. Is that is that a? Yeah, I think. I mean, her from birth, you know, it's like her mother. She's married to this, you know, high school. You know, sweetheart, who you know comes from this sort of like quote unquote good family in the town, and and you know even when she confesses to her mother that he's beating her, like she says, well, don't rock the boat, yeah. you know, because somehow because of Lydia's looks and because of their limited means, you know, her being married to somebody from um, from a family that can you know sort of provide and protect, like. That's that. That is the kind of the, the the limit to her mother's ambition for her is just so that she marries somebody with a job, <laughs> like and and from a, and from a family that that has you know a little bit of um, sort of solidity in the town, which is a pretty limited expectation if you think about it. But it's completely understandable given like you know her own mother's sort of limited background and and so you know the idea of like education beyond high school or traveling down the town they're just off the table I mean yeah. you know if you're if you marry somebody like Earl Morey who is the person that she marries like his goal was to, to you know work for the volunteer fire department and, and get a job mowing lawns and and so if you're marrying him like you know and you're Lydia and you have your reference points are, are you know parents who didn't leave the town either the idea of going to college or, or you know, or leaving, it's just, it's just impossible. Like, how could she possibly, if this is some, the person that she's kind of 
you know, being guided toward since birth on some level. And right on time. What other ways out? Um, in it from a town like that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think from from towns like that, you know, there's Luke, you know, there's there's athletics, you know, which is, you know, kind of probably everywhere, but at least I know in America, the um, the vehicle across class and, and, and out of uh, certain backgrounds. And uh, so Luke's, Luke is a great swimmer. He gets a scholarship. He's going to go to Stanford. He happens to be bright as well. And so he's he's breaking the cycle of his family, certainly. And, um, and, uh, and so... There's, there's, there are those routes, and um, and there's, there's marrying. Um, you know, it's interesting. Luke, you know, has sort of one path, which is Stanford and athletics, and for a variety of reasons, we find out that that doesn't happen. But then he, he in the town that he's with, he, 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 he falls in love with somebody who is not from that place. So in a way, he's he's still, even though. She, June has chosen to live in the town he's left his circumstance like he's left the limits by choosing somebody like that because, because land and a... right like they could travel they could they, she has you know she has choices she has access to all avenues of, of, of a future um, even though she's sort of coming from you know a life in the city and choosing to live in this small town basically in early retirement kind of way.